You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Absolute Sports Betting Degeneracy. Hey everybody, Arch here, and it is Thursday. Panther, Max is missing. Uh, I mean, Max is missing from the show, but I, given that he's a good, awful, good, obeying type citizen, I think we know where he's at. He's still at home, but um, must be, I, I don't know. I haven't talked to him, so I don't know. If the kids are all right, he's all right, everything's all right. Think little Kenny Loggins, I'm all right. I don't know. We have no idea. He could be. He could be. Got nothing. He could have got the bug. We'll have to find out. You know, it could. It could have been. It just could have been really soaking in Pat's fortunes after the whole Noah Syndergaard thing, and, and the reality of another mediocre season is set in. I don't know. Well, it could be that. No, Max just has work-related stuff. He doesn't really have the bug. He's not sick. He's just had to go take some calls from people. Ah, dreaded eight o'clock morning call. Yeah, whatever. What are you gonna do? I, I, I was maybe if it, if the situation isn't what it is, I would make a little bit more, you know, jokes about Max dying. But maybe that's not the right temperature of the room today. No, no, probably not. Yeah, even though Max wouldn't die because you know he's young enough, doesn't have pre-existing conditions, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Once the virus and everything is over, we can go back to making death jokes about them. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> so we talked, or we tried, let me start that. We tried playing craps last night on a live stream. Here's, I think, I think if I make a seven, if Arch, you know, Arch's channel, if you make a seven minute video about craps as a video essay, I think it works. As a live stream, I don't think craps works. It's difficult because craps is such a social game. Craps is fun when when you're nobody goes to the craps table wants to play by themselves or usually with their friends. You're already at a full table. We're playing craps last night on a computer with there's no tumbling on the dice and oh you think it's a nine it ends up being a seven. It it just you know we're testing out theories and systems and all that stuff. But as as the gameplay it just really wasn't <laughs> no it wasn't i mean for me more interesting than actually playing the game was just charting what the dice were doing right so we're looking to see if it gives us that pyramid for the you know statistical probability that the numbers fall in line where they should the first time we played everything kind of fell in line um that was kind of like our practice run and then I don't remember what website you went to for the actual cash run. Yeah. That thing was all over the place and, and uh, made some money right out of the gate. And it kind of leveled off a little bit, right. but um, yeah, that thing was all over the place. It was, it never quite ever got back to the, the pyramid distribution like you would expect. 
which is okay because where we were, where the way you were playing and what we were doing, um, we we needed it to not the pyramid distribution. Six, I think the six and the nine were pretty right up there with the seven. So you're kind of getting paid. But when that seven, you know, when it creates that pyramid, then that generally means you're losing or probably just breaking even. <laughs> right, right. So, yeah, I probably won't ever do a live stream of craps again. I hope those the live audience got that out of their system. I have a feeling they didn't. I have a feeling they'll keep coming back and asking for craps. Craps players are a loyal bunch. They'll watch craps videos, even if it is boring and yeah. whatever. They'll they'll start if you if you bring your craps back, like you you know, did testing systems, everything like you did a couple of years ago. You'll start getting emails and messages. Of, hey, try this one. Try this one, and uh, you'll you'll be right back into doing it as long as we don't have any sports. Oh boy, we need sports back. You know, one of the reasons. I'll just say it here because I know you guys are listening. I don't think those guys over on YouTube are listening here. I'll tell you one of the reasons I really got burned out and just kind of stopped doing it. Well, for one, table gambling just doesn't interest me on the same level as sports betting. That's a whole, it's so much more interesting on sports. But the second reason is just dealing with all those table gamblers was just such it just turns you off. It's just like, ugh, I don't want to deal with you guys anymore. They're a new, they're they're a very unique breed. <laughs> the, the nice the nice thing about sports gambling is though it's a, you know in all the table games the numbers are the numbers. The systems are all the same. The numbers the math is all the same. In sports betting, it's not. You've got you know in, injuries that can influence the lines and the mm-hmm. lines are you know plus and minus and p- trying to find value and it, it's it's just a different you know, thing every single day. Um, and that's what makes it interesting. Plus then you can do your parlays and your teasers and all that other stuff that Arch Stanton hates, but, um, <laughs> it's fun. It's fun to talk about. It's, yeah. you know, there's just, it's a lot more inner and it's real it's people, real life, um, and things like that. So yeah, I, I, I am a table gambler, although mostly just soccer, but, um, yeah, sports gambling is a lot more fun. <laughs> no, no doubt. I think so too. Um, but yeah, let's elaborate on your point for just just a second. Um, you know, Vegas knows exactly how many ways to make a seven on two dice. <laughs> it's it, it is what it is. It, it's the same as yesterday is the same as it will be tomorrow. It's, it's always that way. But you know, Vegas has taken their best. I mean, it's good guesses, but it's still their best guess on how a sporting event is going to go. I've always wondered. Who initially sets that? Where, who's that guy that decides, hey, the, the Dodgers are minus 260 today? Like the opening, like, who sets that? I don't know this stuff. It used, you to, know? Yeah, it used to be they had, you know, some really sharp, sharp guys. It used to be they had some really, really sharp guys. Those really, really sharp guys would set the lines, and then they would release those lines to a very select group of players, saying, this is what we're doing. Here you go. And then those guys would bet based on that information, those lines. And then the sharp guys would then re uh, reevaluate the lines based on what they did, where their weaknesses were, and then release it to the general public. That's the old school method. We don't know the new school method. Eh, it's it's more AI. Question. It's going to be more machine learning, I would imagine. Oh, okay. I don't know if like Westgate or somebody... 
of is the first one to let it out and then everybody just piggybacks off of it and i get how the lines go up and down based on bets and everything i just yeah. want, want to know what comes up with that first line yeah I, I would assume i would assume that yeah they do that they uh you know they have a machine learning that's probably a service they subscribe to that we're not aware of i i, I mean maybe they do it in-house I'm always surprised when a company does anything in-house anymore. <laughs> I would assume they have a service they subscribe to, and then that service uh, cranks out the number. And I would imagine it's not just stat-based like we would think. Like, you know, we run our models on stats. I always kind of wonder if they run it on, you know, like psychological profiles of the groups, like uh, of the betters. Like, well, if we give them this, they're probably going to jump right on it. So let's let's – not quite give them that that line that they want, but close enough that so they'll overextend themselves just a little bit. Right, yeah. If, if you know the pattern or what right, the right. general public is leaning, like like the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. I, I, so I, I assume it's a kind of a combination of everything, like a psychological idea and statistical, and obviously just you know, if we release this number, how. <laughs> What is the likelihood of ruin for us? I mean, what is our ass going to be flapping in the wind? Right, right. It, it, there's a panic if if the, if you're off that number and everybody jumps on it. Well, by the time you correct it, panic's going to set in. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. So there's all that, but uh, yeah, craps. I enjoy the game at the casino. No more live streams there. I'm more likely to go back to play blackjack or baccarat because it's more of a social game. I think it's a funnier game to play on a live stream. It does help that sometimes the the casinos offer us some some scenery, right? The the, the craps table didn't doesn't offer us anything. No. We don't have any pit bosses or you know there's there's nobody. There's nothing. There's no yeah. stick man or stick woman. At least the live tables with blackjack and baccarat we get a little bit of a scenery yeah and you get to watch other people play and and, and chat and yeah there's some semblance of a community there right right let's see you know something we didn't get the chance to talk about when when max was yeah. was on uh so did you see the rams are changing their logo oh yeah it's terrible it's horrible it's absolutely horrible who's the who's the marketing person or the decision maker here that, that came up with it i have no idea man it's just bad it's one of my it's a pretty bad redesign not quite as bad as the 49ers mid-90s attempt at a redesign but it's pretty bad and here's the thing about the rams they have the most iconic at least right now classic nfl uniform it's perfect the blue the yellow the the, the, the horns on the helmet beautiful I mean, you get retro even works. You you can oh, go yeah. with you know what what they had with the the whole fastest show on turf, you know, with the whole darker and bronzish gold whatever they they were trying there. But you got you can go back to the retro right now. We're we're still wearing the Jim Everett blue and yellow, and, but oh, it still works. Such a to good your look. point, it still works. It's such a good look, man. It, it's such a great uniform. I don't. I, I they should never change it. That's just uh, that's one of the all time greats. So, so they changed the logo. Hopefully, that doesn't do anything with the uniform. But once you start butchering a logo, you start butchering everything. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, the problem with marketing people is they always come in and look at your product as absolutely flawed or broken. And how do we, how do we fix it, or how do we mitigate the damage? 
marketing people never come in in any, any, any field marketing. People never come in and say, Oh, I like what you've done. This is a good idea. No, they always approach it as this is bad. This is broken. This is damaged. We need to either improve upon it or mitigate the damage. That's just, I don't know. Marketing people are a bunch of pussies. I think. <laughs> they, they get paid to elicit change. So yeah. but I still, I've still been convinced for the longest time. I wish the Cardinals would, would change their name. Nothing. There's nothing about Arizona that screams Cardinals to me. There's no tarantulas or scorpions or pit vipers or something, something, but a, a Cardinals just doesn't work. Plus it's a goddamn baseball team. Okay. <laughs> is it better or worse than the Utah Jazz? Uh, look, when teams relocate, Jazz, I mean, I still don't like it for New Orleans, but at least it made sense. New Orleans is famous for Jazz. I don't get the Utah Jazz. I don't get when teams relocate, they should change their names. I like what the Browns did when Art Modell relocated the Browns to Baltimore. They sued and like, you're not taking the name with you. So Cleveland will always be the Browns. I kind of almost wish Oakland would have done that with the Raiders just to make them be a different team in Las Vegas this year. But they probably didn't have much to stand on since they've moved to L.A. and what it got to be the L.A. Raiders. So I don't know. But, yeah, I'm I'm not a big fan of teams relocating and then keeping their names. I like it when the name sticks with the city that that it originated with. I got a problem with that. Tennessee Oilers wouldn't have made a lot of sense. Right, exactly. And then in, on Houston, in their infinite wisdom, though, the, the Houston Texans, but the Texans used to be the Dallas Texans. Like, why would you even do that? I don't, I don't know if people were fond of that name or not. But, yeah, I mean, that was an instance you had to change. It couldn't have been the Kansas City Texans. Right, right. I can't. I I love the Texans logo. I just don't like it. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. What else is going on? Um, well, you know, you heard a couple of days ago, Carl Anthony Towns' mom had the virus. It came out late last night. Now his dad does too. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so that's kind of a uh, tragic thing. The NBA kind of started this with Rudy Gobert. He was the one that kind of shut the whole world down. Uh, as soon as that trainer came running out on the court and then the whole world stopped. Um, baseball. Manfred, here's here's interesting. I know you love baseball. I love baseball. Manfred pledges to weave baseball into recovery. Everything is on the table. They're talking about seven inning doubleheaders. Um, they, they've got everything on the table. Now that would be, but um, they they've kind of came to the resolution that they know they're not going to get a 162 game season in. Now they're wor- worried about the whole contract, politics of the whole thing, service time, how the guys are getting paid, how much they're getting paid, all that stuff. So baseball, they seem to be convinced they're coming back early June, which I hope so. But, um, man, how they're going to do it. I think we're going to get good baseball every single day. I don't know how they're going to get a lot of days off like they did in their 162-game schedule. But um, what do you think? Where, where do they start chopping? The interleague games is kind of where you have to start chopping, right? Yeah, that would be my that would be the first place I jump to is the interleague games. Get rid of them. I'm not the I'm not such a traditionalist that I hate the interleague games, but yeah, get rid of those first. Chop those off. Keep all the games in division that you can, right? Really make these races as interesting as possible. 
Because if you chop away the, if you trim away the fat, the in division games become so much more important. Oh, for sure, for sure. And the, here's the thing I like about. I don't know what we're going to get down to. You know, before I was throwing 120, 130 games out there. If we don't start till June, we might be down to 100 games. But a, a lot of times by July, people know if they're they're buyers or sellers. Now by July, you're only 30 games into the season. Everybody, it's got to affect the trade deadlines. Oh yeah, a lot of things. But a lot of these teams are going to be in the playoff hunt for a long time. I mean, you you might be 70, 80 games into whatever they're playing and you know you're the royals who don't have a, high, a lot of high expectations this year they there's some but not high right but on a shortened season you can stay in this race in that division for, for a good portion of the season don't you think yeah i would think so i would think so <sighs> yeah shorten the season yeah shorten the se- <laughs> yeah well yeah shorten the season and yeah i think you get a much more interesting product you don't get the ticket sales Although I, I I would expect that ticket sales for most sports are going to be down even after the all clear is sounded. I think coming out of the gate, they might be down a little bit. So, yeah, I, I think once people, a couple weeks or whatever, get back into normal life, then they'll be itching to, you know, going to baseball games, doing what they've done, playing t-ball into the league with their kids and then right around the corner without any delay football will start back up in august so it kind of sucks going through what we're going through now but when it picks back up it's gonna we're gonna be slammed with it all at one time mm-hmm. maybe maybe I, the M- good and the nba so let's figure out what they're doing well right yeah this is gonna be quite a <laughs> it's gonna be an interesting summer to say the least to say the yeah, least I, you know August, you know, we always talk about like October being the best month because you got World Series and you got basketball and football. We might have that in August. We might have that for like three or four months. Yeah, no doubt. This is going to be wild. Yeah. But I just don't see ticket sales coming back as strong as well. And for some teams, they just weren't strong. I just don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that people are going to be willing to leave their homes for a while. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I think you could be right on some of the traditional powerhouses that are used to winning, but teams that aren't used to winning and now on a, because of a shortened season, you have a chance to make a playoff push. Um, there, there might be added incentive to you know go out to the ballpark. Oh, there might be. Absolutely, absolutely. All right. So, what else? What else going on? Anything? Just not a lot. Um, wasn't any big signings or anything yesterday. I know the Cowboys and Dak Prescott have returned to the table to negotiate his deal, his whatever, $40 million a year deal. Um, there's not, there's no Cam Newton, no Jameis Winston. There's nothing. There's nothing happened yesterday. Okay. Well, we touched on quite a bit then. We touched on craps and why it sucks and why you YouTubers are fucking obnoxious. Uh <laughs> We touched on baseball and, and how Rob Manford is definitely approaching baseball from a marketing perspective. I have a broken product. How do I fix it? How do I mitigate the damage? And he's doing anything he can to ruin the game, <laughs> to actually physically. Don't they, hmm? don't they really have to go back to how they've handled strikes so, shortened seasons? Yeah. That Isn't would that be, how you handle this? That would be the template. Yeah. You know, we're, we're, 
regardless of what caused it, we, you've got a shortened season. So I, the, this whole idea of seven inning games and oh, Christ. that really just yeah. made me cringe. I, I can't see where they're going to screw with it that way. I hope, but um, you know, forcing double headers and, and then you're just asking for more injuries and things like you just shorten the season. You just go with what it is and, and go with it. That's yeah. about all you can do. Right. Give us the same game, just less of them. I mean, I know you're obsessed. I know everyone's obsessed with ticket sales in the MLB for some reason, which must be must just be a cash cow for everybody, despite what they say. Must just be they must be rolling in it to be that obsessed with getting butts in the seats 162, 162 times. Yeah, it's it's the owners. Yeah, that, that's eighty one home games of parking, beer sales, concessions, hot dogs. Um, the, the tickets actually really aren't that big of a get. It's what the people do once they get there. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it's, it's that whole thing. So they're trying to figure out how they're going to get as many of those games as possible because they're not going to get their 81 home game. No. Yeah. All right. Well, good luck with all that baseball. It was so fun to know you while you lasted. It was so fun to <laughs> Don't know Don't screw you. it up. Oh, they will. Don't yeah. screw it up. Yeah. Yeah, they always do. Oh, boy. I always so depressing to me to talk baseball lately when there's no baseball well no just talking baseball period talking that numbskull rob manfred now he's he's presiding over the over <laughs> destroying the game i like him better than selig i do i do like him better than bud selig's whatever that's worth as a person i mean as, selig, as a commissioner i mean what was selig's biggest sin just looking the other way during the steroid scandal uh, the all-star game. Who gives a fuck about the all-star game? Honest to God, who gives a fuck about it? That's my point. Who cares? So why do you make it worth so much? Because people freaked like, out that one you... season because it ended in a tie. Oh my God, baseball can't I... end in a tie. Oh my God. A scrimmage uh, ends in ties all the time, you stupid fucks. Look at the spring training games. They always end in ties. We have a tie at the end of the all-star game. Send your, send your best batter out there. Let's have a home run derby or something. Kind of like they do with uh, their shootouts in hockey or something. Right. Arm wrestle, thumb wrestle, do a sprint, <laughs> do a three-legged race. Yeah, that oh was. Oh my God. It's so stupid. But see, that's what I'm saying. Like, you're like, who cares? Who cares? But then you're passionately, who cares? Like, it was a big fuck up. <sighs> But in the grand scheme, it's nothing. In the grand scheme, it's nothing compared to you. Oh, you've got to face three batters now. We got to we got to fix the pace of play. Oh, but we're still going to stop the game for twenty minutes while we do an instant replay. It's just yeah. I'm it, it, I'm going to be interested to see how this this three batter. It's so stupid. And if you're supported, fuck you. You're a moron. It take it takes away a lot of the, particularly in the National League. It takes away a lot of the managing of the game oh yeah oh yeah oh boy the american league with their dh but national league it's a little harder all right i'm trying to alienate everybody if you like the new changes in baseball you're an idiot (laughs) if you're a youtube commenter you're an idiot (laughs) what else yeah if you like the apparently if you like the name the cardinals the panther says you're an idiot so if you like the new Rams logo, you're an idiot. Oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, so if you like any of those things, you're a fucking moron. You need to reevaluate your life. That's it. Panther, take us home. Oh, that is it. I think Archie needs to get out of the house. I'm not sure. Oh, man. But uh, 
Yeah, I'm trying to do my Mac. No, I'm not even trying to do Max. Blah, blah, blah. There we go. I did Max. Facebook, Twitter, sportsbettingdegeneracy.com, Discord. What are you guys betting on? Anybody? Are you playing online casino? Um, There was some other stuff going on there. You're doing your online CSGO. 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 Uh, yeah, what are you guys doing out there? Let us know what you did yesterday, what you're going to do today, and when it's all said and done, kids, no matter what you do, make some money, fools. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owner-operators of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents.